Hello and welcome to the Rome Round League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Rome. Today's episode, we're going to take a look at the NFC and AFC South divisions. The offseason starts to wind down. They're heading, wrapping up OTAs and heading towards mini camps before the teams break for the summer and before they come back for training camp. I'll give my take on how each team improved and how I see the division stacking up this upcoming fall. There was a lot of changeover for the teams in the AFC and NFC South. Having that said all that, let's get started. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Briefly want to hit on the last week of OTAs. Um, by all accounts, it seems like Carson Wentz is having a really good you know, showing on and off the field. Um, he's building a really good rapport with all of his teammates from by all accounts. Um, getting great reviews from guys like Jonathan Allen and Cole Holcomb. That's wonderful to see. Um, obviously, you wanted that to contribute and continue all the way till September and through the NFL football season. Um, he's a guy, obviously, that you know has had some turmoil these last two years, whether it be injuries or poor play down the stretch. Um, but obviously, Washington is you know putting their his eggs their eggs in his basket, and hopefully, he can deliver for them. Um, he, on paper, is the most talented quarterback this team has had since Robert Griffin III back in 2012. Um, so I think Carson definitely has some upside as long as he could just play mistake-free football for the most part. And he did that for the most part against the Colts. With the Colts last year with only seven interceptions, obviously he did, like I said, tumble down the stretch, but he also had COVID uh, prior to those last two games. Um, so that, that could have you know affected his play style as well. But either way, I like what he can do for this offense. He can finally stretch the ball down the field. Um, maybe we'll finally see a receiver get hit in stride, you know, like Terry McLaurin down the field or De'Ami Brown or Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. So um, that's something this team has lacked based off lack of arm strength between Heineke and Alex Smith, um, and even Case Keenum to an extent. So um, it's it's really good to see, you know, someone that has the potential to be a you know, top half of the starting quarterback, top half you know, starting quarterback in this league. And if that team, if this team get that kind of play, um, they know this team definitely could reach nine to ten wins as long as the defensive front, you know, plays like it should. And uh, if the weapons step up in the running game, you know, give some give something for Carson to lean on, Tono Gibson, Brian Robinson Jr., J.D. McKissick, and even Jared Patterson if he makes the team. So, um, you know, Carson, it's great that he's getting the start, obviously, and you know, hopefully that will continue throughout to OTAs into the training camp and into the season. Um, ball counsels like Benjamin St. Juice is doing really well as well. It's good to see, you know, second-year corner to get back on the field. He missed the second half of the year, basically last year, with that concussion issue. Um, he's a lot of talent. Um, he's a longer corner. He's a little too grabby. This is what is, unfortunately, what we saw on tape in Minnesota, and even sometimes last year in his rookie year. I started off the year pretty well, then kind of regressed, and eventually got hurt, and like I said, missed the second half of the year. So it's nice to see him, you know, having a good camp. I heard Logan Paulson say he's been the only one really been able to stick with Jahan Dotson, which you could take that a couple ways. It's great that Jahan Dotson's burning the secondary, but also not great that he's burning guys like Kendall Fuller and William Jackson III. Um, but obviously it's nice to see Benjamin St. Juice apparently holding his own for the most part. He's played more in the slot, which has never really been his forte going back to Minnesota. But, you know, Kendall Fuller is a lot better on the outside, so hopefully they're going to see what St. Juice can do um, in the inside and see if he can lock down that nickel role because that would be great and something for this team to, um, you know, have that spot filled, especially with William Jackson and Kendall on the, on the outsides. Lastly, just, you know, will Terry show up to mandatory minicamp last week? Obviously, he didn't show up this week or last week. It's all voluntary. I think it's deserved. He doesn't need to be there. Um, he deserves a new contract, and I have no problem with him not being there. I think he will be there next week. I don't know if he'll participate in the on-field drills, but I 
think he will be there at least in the sidelines and supporting his teammates um if anything just to not avoid the fine but also like i said i think he you know he wants to be there for his team i don't doubt that at all it's the type of player he is the type of person he is just just purely business right now so hopefully he's going to be there i expect him to be there i think ron Payne will be there as well um you know no guys wants to lose money so i think those guys will be there um i think they've let it know what their satisfaction is with their contracts and i think terry will get something done hopefully this summer because there's really no excuse for this team not to give you know that man his money okay looking at the divisions fantasy south you start off with the falcons um obviously it's a big change no matt ryan after double digit years atlanta um calvin really looked like he was gonna be traded anyways but then he was suspended for that betting issue um for indefinitely and Deion jones is out for the offseason program due to an injury and it looks like he you know his days not being numbered in atlanta as well he's a guy that maybe if he gets caught by atlanta washington look at as well from the linebacker position he's had a good career he was a little down year last year but he was injured for the most part so let's see what he does going forward he again he, he might not be in atlanta too much longer they signed marcus Mariota to start for um matt ryan after he was traded to indianapolis uh, he has obviously a rapport with Arthur Smith going back to Tennessee days. Signed guys like Damian Williams at running back um, to pair with Cordero Patterson. Uh, signed Demario Bird at receiver. Brian Edwards they acquired from the Raiders. I thought that was a really good trade for them. He's a guy that has some talent. I was honestly shocked the Raiders get you know kind of traded him after talking him up so much these last two off seasons. But it is a new dream, a new regime there in Las Vegas. Um, they signed Auden Tate, uh, the former Bengals receiver and former Florida State Seminole, big target at six five. Um, he's a guy that had some. Had a good year in 2019 with Cincinnati, but he's been hurt. And then obviously guys like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins coming in and kind of push him down way down on the depth chart in Cincinnati. He's going to get a shot in Atlanta to be a um, contributor. Lorenzo Carter on the outside. Edwards position coming over from the Giants. They signed Rashawn Evans, former Rashawn picks in Tennessee. Um, again, re- reunited with some of his former Tennessee coaches there in Atlanta. They signed Nick Witowski at linebacker, Casey Hayward Jr. from at corner. Um, so that's a cu- couple solid signings in the draft. They took Drake Lennon in the first over- their first pick, eighth overall. He's going to be the number one receiver. Um, Far and away is going to be their best receiver from day one. Um, obviously, Kyle Pitts is a great tight end. Uh, so those, they have two really good young weapons there now in Atlanta. They, Ed rusher Arnold Ibikite from Penn State is a guy. They have, they've, Atlanta's had a really porous pass rusher for years now. So hopefully, Ibikite is a guy that can come in and start for them. Troy Anderson, a linebacker from Montana State. He's kind of a freak. He's a guy that I could see them starting pretty quickly at linebacker. Desmond Ritter, obviously, was the quarterback they took. He's going to sit behind Marcus Mariota and probably will start before the year is over. And then Tyler Allegier, uh, uh, excuse me, Tyler Allegier, I know I can't say that name, <laughs> from BYU. He's a guy that could probably start for them. Another guy starting halfway through the year, taking care of some Cordero Patterson and Damian Williams, like I said. So, um, solid draft class for Atlanta. They needed it. They have a pretty bad roster, but um, it was good for them to infuse some younger talent. Moving on to the Panthers. Um, they signed Deontay Foreman at running back to help, you know, take some load off of Christian McCaffrey and obviously maybe get some more carries after McCaffrey's injury history. They made a nice re-sign of DJ Moore, giving him $20 million a year. He's a good young receiver, good signing by them. Also signed receiver Rashad Higgins and Andre Roberts. Andre Roberts, a former Washington player, obviously still a very good returner. Rashad Higgins had some moments in Cincinnati. He's a guy that probably be their fourth receiver in Carolina behind DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson and Terrace Marshall Jr. Now they signed guard Austin Corbett from the Rams, center Bradley Brosman. Two guys are going to start from them in the interior. They picked up Matt Ioannidis, of course, the former Washington player, defensive tackle. Linebackers Corey Littleton and Damian Wilson to compete with playing time um, opposite of Shaq Thompson. They re signed Dante Jackson at corner and signed safety Xavier Woods to pair with Jeremy Chin. Uh, he was a good sign. He had a good year in Minnesota last year after a four year career in Dallas. Draft, they had a great. They luck getting the Iki Aquanu to drop them at pick six. He's going to be their left tackle, something they've lacked for years. He's going to be a really good uh, tackle to pair with Taylor Moten on the right side. Trade up to draft Matt Corral. I don't think he's going to start from day one. He's got some potential, but he has some moxie in there too. He's going to be a good competitor for them. 
he might start before the year is over for Sam Darnold. And then a guy later in the draft, they picked Amari Barno as a guy that had a really uh, crazy combine coming from Virginia Tech. He had some nice stats at Tech as well. His, his second, his junior year, but his senior year was not as um, productive, and that's why he dropped over to the sixth round. But there's some physical skills there that he could at least maybe be a rotational edge rusher for them. Then you have the Saints. Obviously, they have a new head coach in Dennis Allen, promoted him to the defensive coordinator position after Sean Payton retired. Resigned Jameis Winston and signed Andy Dalton to be his backup. And obviously, this is the failed pursuit of Deshaun Watson. Atlanta failed to get him as well, and Carolina, but maybe that was for the best. Obviously, still with his long list of off-field issues. Um, they switched Taysom Hill to tight end, which is much needed. He's not a quarterback. I don't know why Sean Payton's infatuation with him, but he's getting paid very nicely to be a tight end in New Orleans now. Picked up Jarvis Landry, a wide receiver to go with Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. Defensive lineman Toko, Taco Charlton and Contavia Street were nice pickups for rotational depth pieces. And they signed Tyron Matthew uh, to come in and pair with um, uh, Marcus May from the Jets. And um, Chauncey Gardner as well is going to play more in the slot for them probably now with um, Ty- Tyron Matthew and Marcus May there. May's coming over from the Jets after a you know season and injury, but he's a guy that's a good free safety and can play for New Orleans um, right away, obviously, as long as he's healthy. And they also pick up Daniel Sorensen. San- Daniel Sorensen. Another Chiefs safety who's going to be another depth piece and special teams player for them. The draft, they picked up Chris Olave and Trevor Penning in the first round. Olave is a guy that is going to be a good deep threat for them right away, and I think we'll build a good rapport with Jameis Winston. Especially that he won't have you know a lot of coverage coming his way because it's going to be more concentrated on Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. To pick up Trevor Penning, um, also in the first round, to pick up for uh, left tackle to take over Teron Armstead after he left for the Miami Dolphins. He's a nasty guy. He's a guy that's always going to try to finish the play with some edge. So he's going to be someone that um, hopefully would develop there in New Orleans. And then they picked up cornerback Alante Taylor in the second round. Another guy they can bring in for depth and eventually be a starter for them. Lastly, the Buccaneers. Obviously, they had Bruce Arians, a longtime um, coach. I uh, was there in Tampa Bay for, I think, the last three or four years. Obviously, Super Bowl winning coach. He retired. Todd Bowles is now the new head coach, giving his second in after being with the Jets for four years, I think three or four years. Um, obviously, the biggest story is the retirement of Tom Brady and then the unretirement of Tom Brady. Um, I think this probably will be his last year. It seemed like he wasn't all the way in on coming back right away, but um, he wanted to get back right before free agency started, and that was obviously a smart room for him in Tampa Bay. So I think he's going to have a great year. He's Tom Brady. Why would he not? Um, he's an ageless wonder. He's going to continue being the best quarterback of all time. They re-signed running backs Gio Bernard and Gio, uh, Lenny, uh, Len, Leonard Fournette. Um, they acquired Shaq Mason and the Patriots for a fifth-round pick. That was a steal to replace a guy like Matt, uh, Alex Kappa going to Cincinnati. Really nice signing and getting Russell Gage from Atlanta. He's going to be a really good third receiver for them. Um, he's going to be that third receiver they needed that's not going to provide that off-the-field drama that Antonio Brown did. Good re-signing to Chris Godwin. Um, also re-signing them. Uh, Carlson Davis was a huge move for them. Two young you know, stars at receiver and corner. Um, Rashad Perry was nice. Another depth re-sign a wide receiver. Resigned Ryan Jansen was huge at center. To pick up Akeem Hicks at defensive line. Excuse me, defensive tackle is still a great rush um, specialist. Excuse me, run def- rush defense specialist. He's out against the run, not as good as a pass rusher, but um, he's a guy that's going to come in and replace Indomitian Sue, it looks like. They also picked up Keanu Neal in the secondary and Logan Ryan, another former Patriot that has a obviously relationship with Tom Brady. In the draft, they traded back in the first round. I got the first pick of the second round to pick Logan Hall. He's going to be a really good um, player in the middle for them in that defensive line. Um, they also picked up guard Luke uh, Godke um, in the second round. He's also probably start for them after their um, said Alex Kappel leaving. And um, Ali Marpet retiring. Running back Rashad White, another guy they picked in the third round. He's going to be a good um, threat of the backfield. Maybe we'll take over that role for Gio Bernard if he's not ready. Tight, uh, tight end Kate Otten, another guy that has some injury and some other issues at Washington why he didn't reach his potential. But he's a guy that might get some reps right away, especially if um, uh, Gronkowski doesn't return. 
Another late flyer they had, quarterback Zion McCullum from Sam Houston State. He was athletic freak, 6'2", 199, 4'33", at the combine. He's a guy that is going to be, again, a good depth piece for them probably from day one, or maybe he'll be a starter for them eventually. Um, the NFC South, I think it's going to be a two-team race between the Bucks and the Saints. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks because it's you know Tom Brady, um, and obviously the Saints do have Tampa Bay's number in the regular season, but I think maybe this is the year that finally Tampa Bay figures that out. Okay, moving to the AFC South, uh, start with the Texans. You got Levy Smith, that was a new head coach. I'm taking over David Cully. Um, they signed Kyle Allender back up. Um, Davis Mills, the third, which is, you know, he had a good rookie year, especially for a third round pick and see how he develops. Houston obviously has some high hopes for him. Um, and why were they not? I think that I think they'd be the white case, not reaching for a quarterback this class. Get Davis Mills another year, give him some weapons and see what they you see if you got a franchise quarterback in the third round. Picked their running backs, Marlon Mack and Royce Freeman. Uh, that running back room is kind of jumbled with a whole bunch of cast and characters. They also still have Rex Burkhead, um, Chris Conley. Another receiver was there last year and has been around the league a little bit between the Jags and the Chiefs. Great re-signing for them to get Brandon Cooks, someone that's going to continue to be Davis Mills' top target. Sign guard A.J. Can to start for them. Older edge rushers, but guys that still could play at Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes came over from Buffalo. Also signed Rasheem Green from the Seahawks. Linebackers Blake Cashman, Christian Kirksey. Ogbu Okoronku is another guy's edge rusher coming over from the Rams. Um, linebacker Jalen Ravens Meave is another one coming over from the Lions. So they have a lot of depth at linebacker. Um, and then obviously in secondary, they they brought over Fabian Monroe, former Washington player, was Lena last year, and Stephen Nelson, who was with the Pittsburgh and was with the Eagles last year. So they have a lot of moving parts in that secondary. Another team that has a lot of unfortunate roster depth issues and not a lot of talent. So they needed you know to infuse that with a lot of freedom signings in the draft. In the draft, they picked. My top corner, probably my top defensive player overall, Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU. I love they pick him in third. He's still he's a top five talent. He went where he should have went, probably going after his freshman year, no matter what the injuries and stuff that he had, um, and not playing due to COVID. But he's going to be a, a top five corner in this league for Houston. I really believe that. Uh, they picked up guard Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. He's going to start from them from day one. Uh, safety Jalen Petrie was another good pick in the second round. Um, a secondary that needs some help. Petrie's a guy that can come in uh, and play in the box really well. I really like the drafting of John Mechie the third. Um, he's a guy that's going to be great for the slot for them. He's a great route runner. He's coming off a torn ACL, but that was a good pick for Houston. Um, linebacker Christian Harris, another linebacker from Alabama. Um, interior rusher Thomas Booker from San Diego State was another one, good one. And then Damon Pierce, running back from Florida, a guy that was really high on pre-draft. I think he's going to be the number one back in Houston, you know, not, uh, before long. Then you have the Colts. Obviously, we know their quarterback situation. Carson Wentz is not in Washington, so they traded for Matt Ryan from Atlanta. Um, obviously, he's on the back, you know, three or four of his career, see how many more years he has left, but someone that can still elevate that team, hopefully to the playoffs, at least that's what they're hoping for. They signed Nick Foles to be a backup after he was cut by the Bears. Obviously, he's familiar with Frank Wright and the Indianapolis staff. They picked up Phil Lindsay to back up Jonathan Taylor. Mo Ali Cox was re-signing from tight end. At tight end. They got Yannick Ngakwe from a trade for Rocky Sin. He's a good edge rusher, a guy that can give them double-digit sacks. They signed Brandon Faison, who had a good year for Oakland last year. Um, the Oakland defensive corner is now in um, Indianapolis. The so face is going to have, you know, a uh, leg up to, you know, get some playing time because you know the system. And then picking up Stephen Gilmore, obviously the longtime Patriot corner and someone that obviously maybe not as good as he used to be, but still a really good corner in this league. And also signed safety Ronnie McLeod to come in for depth. Um, and that back half of secondary draft. They picked up Alec Pierce second round in the second round, wide receiver from Cincinnati. He's going to pair with uh, Michael Pittman Jr. and be a nice, you know, Big group of receivers for them. Tight end Jelani Woods from Virginia. He's a huge target, a 6'7". He could be eventually be their starting tight end. Tackle Bernard Raymond. He's an interesting story. He's an um, uh, exchange student coming over, I think, from Austria, and he's going to be a guy that will come in and be a swing tackle for them probably day one and then safety Nick Cross from Maryland. Um, he's a guy that has some high upside and eventually could be a start for them as well. 
you have the Jaguars, obviously, they have a new head coach in Doug Peterson, thankfully replacing Urban Meyer, who was an absolute horrible decision, obviously. Um, it was a fire before his first year even ended. Um, then you have the deal that completely changed the receiver market and picking up wide receiver Christian Kirk from Arizona Cardinals, who's a good receiver, obviously, still overpaid, but, you know, that's what his market was, for, at least in the Jags' perspective, and they need to overpay guys for them to come there, so it makes sense of why they had to pay him that much money. Also signs A. Jones to come over from the Raiders. Tight end Evan Ingram from the Giants. The re-sign Cam Robinson after franchise tagging him. Sign Brandon Sheriff, obviously the former Washington player. Um, Edrusher Arden Key. Defense tackle Foley Futakasi from the Jets. Foy Eluakon, linebacker from Atlanta. Cornerback Darius Williams from the Rams. So they spent a lot of money this offseason like they had last couple years. Um, and guys that are going to start and hopefully make an impact. At least it's, you know, obviously what Jacksonville's hoping for. The draft to pick a Trayvon Walker for the first overall pick. Obviously a lot of people, myself included, thought they were going with Aiden Hudson. But they went with a more high upside player in Trayvon Walker. He's going to take a little while to hit his hit his peak, but I think eventually he could be a very good player for the Jaguars. That's, I mean, obviously what you need to happen being the first overall pick. Traded back in the first round to get Devin Lloyd from Utah. He's a stud. He's going to be a good pick for them to pair with Foya Luakon, and then another linebacker they picked, Chad Muma. A guy who's really good in coverage and is underrated and um, that he could have gone a little higher, but in the Jacksonville, obviously, have three good linebackers now between Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, and um, Foya Luakon from Atlanta. Then you have, lastly, the Titans. Obviously, their biggest move was basically trading A.J. Brown, their top receiver, one of the best young receivers in the league, to Philly for a first and third round pick. Um, I wouldn't have done that, but, you know, obviously it seemed like they had a big discrepancy in what they were going to pay him, and now he's in Philly and in the NFC East. Um, they did trade for Robert Woods from the L.A. Rams. Um, he's going to be the number one receiver now. Um, he's shown some of that capability in, in L.A., but he's obviously, more, I think, more of a very, very good number two receiver. But right now, he's going to be the number one. He's still going to be productive for them and probably be Tannehill's top target. They signed Austin Hooper, excuse me, Austin Hooper coming over from Cleveland. He'll be their starting tight end. They did a nice re-sign again. Harold Landry had a great breakout year for them. And, you know, he's going to be a guy that continued to get double-digit sacks for them, and they paid him what he deserved. In the draft, they pick up Traylon Burks in that trade from Philly. Um, he's a guy that's, you know, A.J. Brown like the way he plays, but he's not off to a good start so far. He hasn't been to finish a lot of workouts due to be his asthma condition. So, obviously, they need to get that into wraps if he's going to be, you know, anything near what they hope he can be. Roger McCurry in the second round of the cornerback from Auburn was a really good pick. He can play the slot and on the outside. Tackle Nicholas Petit-Ferrer from Ohio State. is another guy that probably will start a right tackle for them eventually. Um, obviously, the big pick with him, or the biggest name, was Malik Willis, quarterback from Liberty, who dropped all the way to the third round. He eventually gets takeover for Tannehill. I really believe that. I really like Malik Willis. He is high upside, no doubt about it. If he can sit for a year, maybe two, behind Tannehill, he eventually could be a really good starter for Tennessee. Hassan Haskins from Michigan was another good pick for them at running back. Hopefully, he can take a little bit of that wear and tear off of Derrick Henry. Tight end uh, Chia Okoanu from Maryland had a really good 40 time and a really good combine. And that's why he went as high as he did. And then receiver Kyle Phillips from UCLA is a guy that can be a slot for them from day one, um, even being later in the draft as a fifth round pick. Well, that that includes this Rumor on League episode. Commander, the Commanders team of OTAs with a new quarterback looking the part so far. The NFC will be a two-team race between the Bucks and the Saints, and in the AFC South, they will fall all the way down to the Colts and Titans. It should be an interesting fall. I'll be back next week with another review of divisions around the league. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.